Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show by Michelle Squared, the podcast empowering entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and business brands on LinkedIn. Welcome everybody to another episode of the LinkedIn Branding Show. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michelle B. Griffin. And I'm the other half of Michelle Squared, Michelle J. Raymond. And for those of you who are listening into the podcast episode, it's being recorded live on LinkedIn. So it's been too long, Michelle, since we jumped on. This week, we're going to cover the worst branding advice that you've ever seen on LinkedIn. So if anyone's joining us live, throw it in the comments and so we can shout you out and you can listen back to it on the podcast. Michelle, where do we even start? Because there is so much bad advice on LinkedIn. Where are you going to start? Oh, can I give you a little backstory and why I suggested this topic? So every week in my community, the 365 creators, almost daily, I have prompts. And one of them was for LinkedIn Tuesday tip of the day, what's your worst advice ever? Because I was once on a podcast called Your Worst Advice Ever. And oh my goodness, it was so popular, Michelle, we got like 50 comments. So people, it's opposite day. What is the worst advice to just fail on LinkedIn. Okay, Michelle, I have a ton. Where do we go? Do we categorize it? We just shoot it out. Let's throw selfies and clickbait because that will really make you known for one thing and really well respected. Is that count oh, for one top one do not press my buttons on that one you know what i hate even more and this really grinds my gears or gets gritty as you would say when someone gets a viral video off tiktok <sighs> instagram youtube shorts wherever strips off all of the information that it belongs to somebody else posts it like it's their own and says, that's going to be good for my brand. Now that infuriates me. Going viral does not help your brand, especially when it's with stolen content. Mm. So opposite stay, don't do that, kitties. No. And I know that recently I've seen content that people talk about stories and I'm like, I've seen and heard this from someone else. And the funny thing is, I've seen people in the comments will say, are you sure this happened to you? Because I've read this before from someone else. And they're like, oh yeah, it's mine. Of course they're gonna say that, but don't steal content on LinkedIn either. People know, it might be almost a billion people here, but trust me, the circles are this big. People know you and will remember the content. So no stealing content. Can we talk about chat GPT? Go for it. <laughs> Now, if you're like me, I am just wanting to block anyone who says chat GPT. I know it's all good intentions and it's nothing personal, but it's overkill. It's just like the topic of the moment. I get it. The world's changing, but don't let that become your content. You can write about it, of course, but if you just chat GPT your content anywhere, have you seen this stuff? It's just not going to be very personable and it doesn't really reflect well on your brand. Why is that? Because it's not really you. ChatGPT has no idea what Michelle J. Raymond or Michelle B. Griffin or any of our listeners, our experience, our history, what we're feeling on that day, what our viewpoints are. So it just gives you my equivalent of what I would call beige. And beige is how you blend into the background. And that is the last thing that we want to do on LinkedIn. So completely opposite. I'm not anti-ChatGPT, mm. but again, if it's not going to help you get to where you're going, it's not really that helpful. So becoming bland and writing posts which are blah, blah, blah is not the way to build your brand either for your company or for your 
yourself or your employees. I've got one because I want to press your buttons on another Uh one. Okay, here we go. (laughs) This one I'm super excited about because I've been thinking about it. Opposite advice. Everybody should put, I'm a personal branding strategist or I do personal branding in their headline when they're career strategists, ghostwriters, everything but what you actually do as a branding guru before we jump on LinkedIn. So do not say you do branding if what you actually do is something completely different. You're not helping yourself. I'll shut up and hand the mic over to you on this one. It's almost like probably going to be bad for my brand to say it because I might go off on too many bad tangents. Let's talk about it. Personal branding has just crept out of the woodwork, like chat GPT almost, maybe not that bad, but I have seen so many people and you've told me too, it's just personal branding it is a part of content. It is photography. It's all that. But true, deep brand strategy, that's what personal branding really is. If you give people a really foundational approach, those things come later. So just be careful if you're going to hire personal brand strategy, just make sure that's what you're actually getting. And it's not just like disguised at it. I'm not going to go farther than that because it might destroy my brand. <laughs> me go off way too much of a tangent. But it's just the flavor of the month. And it's also if you're putting that in your headline, does that do you really a service? Is that truly what you're doing and you really want to be known for? Because say you want to be a content writer and if someone's looking for a content writer, they're not going to be searching for personal branding. So let's call it what it is and truly what it is. And I think, again, you've just blended in because the term has become so synonymous with so many different things on LinkedIn. That's why we had to find a new title for yourself so Mm -hmm. you could stand out because all the excellent work that you had done and you're a true branding strategist, that's what you do, you know, that's your whole business. All of a sudden you became like everybody else and what Mm -hmm. you do is not like everybody else. Mm -hmm. That's where we came up with the brand therapist so that we could make you stand out and make you not blend in with what has been a term that's just been taken over. So we'll leave that one there. Do you want to jump onto what's next? Because there's so many, I just want to keep pumping through them. What about the people who maybe even circa 2021 that just think company pages are rotten and worthless? That might hurt your feelings, right? Oh, don't even stop me. That's my turn to get fierce. That's right. People just ignore their company brands and they say because company pages don't get the same reach as personal pages. And this is the thing that I say. Yeah, I build a niche community in the beauty industry, chemical industry. I've shared about it in the book. 5,000 followers, an amazing community, which I built under my own personal account. Here's what happens, Michelle. I went to a new job and what happened to the business I work for? They ended up with zero, (laughs) big fat zero. And what happens with that? They've got no brand. They've got no presence on LinkedIn. And off I went and continued to build and it was great. So if you run a business, you can't ignore it because people find the company page in all kinds of different places, including Google. Absolutely. Well, that's such a perfect analogy. So I think today's just gonna be like a ping pong game. We're just gonna go back and forth. Okay, this is me. Yesterday, I started my post. In 2020, I was scared to post on LinkedIn. In 2021, I did 532 posts. Now, people knew me back then and maybe thought I advocated for posting every day. And that was just my own very public challenge to just make myself do something. I honestly don't think you need to post seven days. And for those people that tell you that you have to, I just don't think that's the advice you need to take. In fact, 
any advice where people tell you you have to do something is probably not the advice you want to take. Run the other way. Absolutely. There's so much, what would I describe it as? So many different formulas that are given that they are given like their gospel. Thou shalt do this. Thou shalt do that. And I look at the headlines and this one, it might be helpful or it might not be. So hear me out and let me know what you think. There's a lot of advice in LinkedIn headlines to say, I help X by doing Y and it's like a formula. And I can understand on one hand it guides people, but on the other hand, does it just make us like everyone that follows the same formula? Does it help or hinder? Because for me, I think it hinders, but as a coach and a trainer, maybe it helps other people who aren't sure where to start. So does this fall into bad advice or is it advice that maybe is in the gray area? I say gray area neutral because I think it's formulaic, but it's better than those that stuff their headline with 50 keywords, because I have no idea what you are, right? And even the algorithm or the search term would be like, boom, we're out on this one because there's 50 search terms. We don't know which one you want to be known for. It's better just saying I'm XYZ at XYZ company, because again, I don't really know you or your expertise. So I say it's a middle ground. I say you could start with it, but then get clear. Here's the thing, Michelle, for anyone who's listened to our podcast, we're almost a year into it, we've changed our headline a lot. Okay. And it's because when you get out there, you're not really changing lanes so much, but you're just getting more narrow. You're really deciding, oh, I like this service or help this person. So I think you get more clarity as you go. So I recommend that you start with something, but then you get clarity and you refine it. What are your thoughts on that? Look, at least get the job titles out of there. If it doesn't help anybody else's, if it's just CEO or founder, congratulations. You've just made yourself probably 65% of LinkedIn have that title alone. And so from that perspective, you've just undone yourself. And so I say, try anything. Welcome phone bill. I actually wrote phone bills headline once upon a time. And so I seem to end up writing everybody else's, but when it comes to your own, I get the struggle yes. because- yeah hello, I know how hard it is. So team up with somebody else and bounce ideas off them. The power of two always comes in. But I've got some other bad advice that I think people shouldn't follow. You know, when people tag 500,000 people in a post or you have no relationship with them and they send you a DM and say, can you please comment on my post? Mm -hmm. Now that infuriates me. If we're connected, if we're friends, of course I'm going to support you because I don't want you to rely on the algorithm to show me your content. No problems with that whatsoever. But out of context, tagging me just because you think I've got maybe more followers that I'll engage, that's a big no deal for me. Do you untag yourself usually if you don't know the person? Depends on the situation because if it's something that's blind to what I do, I will leave it there and just probably ignore it. But if mm -hmm. it's not, yeah, I definitely untag myself because my brand needs to be associated with all things good for business. It needs to be about B2B growth, not just crypto, Bitcoin. That's not my brand. I don't want to go off script. For me, that's it. And I think the same happens when you put 30 different hashtags on the bottom. Mm. It just shows me you probably come from Instagram and just copied the same post and brought it to LinkedIn. Absolutely. So, and that's what it feels like to me. So again, don't do it. Don't have one thing across everywhere. 
Okay, so let's get into content because I know that's a big one, right? I would start by saying you write your post in like a page from a book. There's no white space, there's no air to it. My eyes just can't read bundle text. I think you need to make it inviting to the reader because most of us scan it. Now, I'm not saying you have to have 50 million emojis, but just make it an inviting experience or write in all caps. Have you seen that? Or, or, <laughs> Even people take that HTML bowl creator and put too much bowl in there. I don't think even the algorithm can read it. So I think when you get a little too cutesy on that, that could backfire as well. Speaking of the algorithm, before I go back to content, if I see one more person talking about Richard Vanderblom's algorithm report that it has nothing to do with your brand, I'm going to scream and you will hear me all the way from Sydney because... <laughs> People are obsessed with talking about it and it's got nothing to do with what they do. Even Richard himself is saying the same thing recently. He's saying, I'm not the algorithm guy. I'm social selling. I help people sell more in their business. That's what I do. And yet we've got so many people on the platform sharing about it. I think it's okay if you make money off LinkedIn. Like me, I'm a LinkedIn trainer. It makes sense for me to talk about some of these things. But if it has nothing to do with your business, stop going off on a tangent, it's not helpful for your brand. And so, yeah, stop talking about the algorithm full stop, I think. Just because they're chasing likes and popularity, because let's face it, anytime you write a LinkedIn post and how to do it, it's going to get engagement, but you need to stay in your niche lane. You need to be known for that thing you do, right? Or want to be known for that thing you do. So I think that's a crutch and I've been guilty of it too but of course I really in 2021 when I was posting every single day I started my LinkedIn community I was more seen as helpful and stuff but you even nudged me like Michelle you're brilliant at brand strategy what are you doing hey you even have me nudging me so we all need a power partner we all need our friend and power partners to get you back on track, right? I'm always about stay in your lane, stay on track. That's why my brand strategy system is called Brand GPS. It's all about the journey and getting you there where you want to go. So yeah, I see that often. And so that's a thing. Let us know who you are and what you do by your brilliant content. So getting back to content, Michelle, I know you must have a laundry list of no-nos. So tell us some more. Actually, it's probably the advice where people are sitting in the background and not creating content because they're scared. Like those people, if you're listening into this show every single week, we are here to help you get out there, share your voice. So if you're sitting in the background and think that because someone gave you good branding advice that said, hey, come and redo your LinkedIn profile, spend money with me, we'll redo it, and magically your business will grow, you'll get these opportunities bad advice. It's never going to happen. Like I always say in my training is if I give you an amazing profile, which is fully done SEO optimized, really speaks to your ideal audience and you don't do anything. It's like having a Lamborghini parked in the garage. You have to take it for a spin. So if you think investing in just a profile is going to help you, I've got bad news. The flip side, if you think that you can just create content and have a rubbish profile, you're in the same boat because what's going to happen, it's the fish that got away. You're going to get out there. I'm going to love your content. And then what happens, Michelle? I land on your personal Ooh, profile. Cringe. The brand is so off that I go, I'm yeah. out. First impression, last impression. That's a tricky one, Michelle. They're power partners. The profile and the content, the profile and the posting, I call it. The brand strategist to me is before you even go hire any of those people get clear because 
it's like doing a website or something. You need to know what you're about, what you're gonna put into it, and then get the content out there because too many of us wanna just jump on LinkedIn without the thought of, hey, let me put a little bit of some thinking into it. It's like jumping in a pool without learning to swim or taking a few lessons, maybe. You don't wanna sink. So that's why you and I are both here in both our respective businesses because that's exactly what you do, give you that safety net so that you have something to be clear and confident and thrive with. I agree, and the company side too, Michelle, right? Company content shouldn't be like that either. I'm sure you've run into that as well. Both sides. And I'm gonna throw to one of the comments that we've got, because we are recording this podcast live. And Savannah Baldwin, thank you for joining us live and popping in. So for those who can't see the comments, Savannah is a new marketing manager for an aerospace company. That sounds pretty cool. Who struggles between making the balance between content about the products, content about the story, and overwhelmed with like the content schedules and the amount that needs to be put out. Now, I think I don't care what job you do, whether you're an employee, I think the content overwhelm is real for all of us. And I love that she's raised the balance because if you go on your company page and you talk all about the products and all about the business, it reads like an ad. So we've got to run the other way. So what bad advice is out there Mm. that you think Savannah should stay away from? And what maybe is some good advice that we could give her to finish on? You hit on it, like just talking about all promo stuff, right? Just talking about the company being really boring and not put any humanistic personality backstory stuff in there. Just, you know, putting all promo, here's my product, here's our events, all about us. If you're all about us, that's the worst advice ever. Michelle, I know that's what you do. So flip that just so in case anyone's coming in here not knowing what the heck we're talking about, they're like, what are these Michelle's talking about? So let's set that record straight. Absolutely. We're talking about the worst advice that we could give people to build their brand. So here's what I would say, Savannah take a deep breath. There is no rush when it comes to LinkedIn because nothing happens quickly. So don't be drawn into thou shalt post every day. Thou shalt try and you know, company page posts all the time. Take a moment, take a breath. Trust me, if you don't post for a week or two days or anything, no one cares. No one will notice. It will not hurt you in the future. So for those people who have heard advice that you have to keep the algorithm happy, you have to do all of this stuff. No, you don't. The only thing that you have to keep happy is that audience of yours, your community that you're building. So I have a three to one content strategy, which I share with people. And so how does that work? It's about keeping the ratios right. So three posts, you get to talk about your company and what they do, right? So what do you predict for the future? What trends are happening? What do you know about your industry? That's great. Three times. Two times you talk about good to feel. And what do I mean by that? It's the behind the scenes. It's the human side. It's how we keep things in balance. It might be employee milestones. And then we have one post, which is good to buy. So don't forget this post because this is what happens. People do all this. Oh, we're such a great company. Look, we know all of our stuff. You can trust us. Oh, look, we're a company that aligns with your values. This is amazing. And then we forget to tell people what we do. So connect those dots. So hopefully that three, two, one will help you, guide you. But my advice is do not listen to any rubbish about the algorithm. Just think, what can you manage with the resources you have and what does your audience expect? And I think you'll actually find it's a lot less than what people actually think. 
And when in doubt and you're tired from posting, just, you know, really be a thoughtful commenter that day. That actually sometimes goes a longer way because the algorithm can be stingy. And I don't even like to reference it as a point of anything we should care about too much. Let the human algorithm rule, as Michelle and I like to say. So Savannah, that was a wonderful question. Thank you so much for that. We have a few more, Michelle. Do you want to give another shout out to Andy? Yeah, absolutely. I love what Andy has put in the comments today. So again, thanks for joining us live. And we hope you listen to the whole podcast and subscribe to the podcast as well. But he actually has said, is it he or she? Sorry, I can't see the little photo and I don't have my glasses on. So my apologies if I've got that wrong. But Andy, here's what I love is that whenever they see bold or italics, it just says cheap look at me vibes. So that's people that are using some of these text alterers that you can go bold. And again, like you said, the algorithm can't see it. But at the same time, it's pay attention to me. And can it help? Maybe. But if you use anything too much on LinkedIn, no, I'm out Mm -hmm. of it. That was a good point. I don't like seeing those. And even in the about section, when you overdo those two, I think it it doesn't help you as well. Because we see you. If we're in your about section, we're reading you. We want to be there. You don't have to put flashing red lights. (laughs) We're there. We're watching. (laughs) Yeah, Savannah. Yeah, you're welcome. So yeah, relax. LinkedIn is the long-term game, much like building your brand, right? It's not a one and done. So I absolutely love this. Michelle, I think we should come back there's 100 things of the worst advice on LinkedIn. We haven't even scratched the surface, but this is fun and opposite day, right? The opposite of good branding, good LinkedIn etiquette, good humanistic relationship building, right? We like to cover it all because it just gives us a breath of fresh air and something fun to do, right? Because ultimately, we are here to help you build your personal and company brand as the power of two with our LinkedIn branding book, our weekly podcast, and even more to come. So if you have listened to this podcast, we would sure appreciate you going to Apple Podcasts, giving us a review. And we have been known to shout out to our awesome reviewers and also featured on our company page. But the thing is, there is so much bad advice out on LinkedIn. What we want you to do is listen to us, see what you read, see what aligns with your own personal values, your own resources, your own business goals, your own personal and professional goals. Take the pieces and try it. You're not locked into anything. So my tip this week, because we love to give people actionable tips. And so my tip this week is take a moment, relax, Now think about what is it that will make the most difference for the person on the other side that you're trying to reach. So those people who are going to be a part of your community, what is it that you can do for them? I want your focus for your brand to be on helping as many people out there as possible and not on chat GPT, not on the algorithm, not on clickbait, not on all of these rubbish formats of posts copying other people. You do you. And that's my advice because Yeah. When you start trying to be someone else, you've just lost the only thing that's unique, yourself, your point of view. And that's criminal. Absolutely. I'm going to piggyback on that because as Michelle and I always do, we think and act and talk alike almost 3000 plus miles away. I want you to listen to your intuition because it is so easy to be swayed by all the advice, even our advice, as much as we don't like to say our advice, our way of the highway, it might not work for you either. But listen to what your heart tells you because you have the answers inside. If it means taking a break from LinkedIn for a few days, 
definitely take it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's going to be there. Nothing's going to happen, but you are going to find true clarity and peace of mind. You'll be able to think. So if that's what you need to do, you're in this for the long-term game to be a person of good. That's why we're here to spread good and build good brands and good businesses for good people. And that's what it takes to give yourself some self-care and to listen to your own voice inside. The good voice, not the bad voice. So Michelle, <laughs> with that being said, I have loved going live for this episode. We need to do it more often. And any last things before we close out? No, just thank you to everybody that's joined us live. Thank you to all of our listeners that come back to the podcast each week. We can see that there's more and more of you. So we're having a bigger impact. If there is somebody in your community that you think is struggling to get traction on LinkedIn, maybe it's a business owner, maybe it's an employee, either or, invite them to come and follow the podcast. Come and connect with us personally on LinkedIn. That is what we are here for. We are trying to reach as many people as possible. But with your help, if you let your friends know, hey, there's this awesome podcast called The LinkedIn Branding Show. It's available on all podcast platforms. You'll help us reach more people and we appreciate that. All that being said, Michelle, thank you for letting us do this one live. I've had a ton of fun giving out Opposite Advice Day, but it's over to you to close out the podcast. All right. Thank you to everybody for being here live and listening. And we thank you and we'll continue to be here for you. So with that being said, keep putting yourself out there. You have a brand to build, a business to grow and people to impact. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. More people like you need to be out there on LinkedIn, building their personal and business brands. So we would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can create more impact with the power of two. That's it for this week. Till next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.